feels good to sit down. <laughs> sure. Like standing all day. I've been sitting most of the day, but. But still. I guess I was running up and down stairs a lot. That's right. You have stairs now. Stairs. It's a lot more stairs. The first <laughs> after the first couple days, I was like, "Oh, my calves are mm-hmm. just on fire," because mm-hmm. I wasn't used to running up and down right a staircase multiple right. times a day. Right. Yeah. So much pain. <laughs> I'm used to it now. <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah, that's a pretty serious like. It always, people at work will be like, I don't want to go down the stairs. I'm like, I know, dude. Like, when I'm here <laughs> at 6 a.m., like, I'm hauling. It's just like back and forth, back and, and down, forth. Up and down. Yeah. Well, especially if you're like, where did I put that in the yeah. house? And you're going all around up and down. You're yeah, like, Yeah, or like, I just did laundry, got the laundry from the basement. Yeah. Walked it up to the living room. I folded it in the living room. Now I'm going to carry these multiple piles up to, up to yeah. the bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So then I have to have do laundry multiple. now. Yes. That's so exciting. So nice. I think my mom misses us, though, on Aww. Monday nights. Yeah. <laughs> but she, That was your gig for a long time, huh? It was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, many years of... For real. Yeah. And, like, the kids being so tiny and, like, baby mm-hmm. clothes and totally... Um. We got a couple of like amenities happening tonight. We have the Burt's Bees yes. honey and grapeseed hand cream. Smells Ooh. so good. It's like luxurious. It super is. Feels really nice after. Yeah. It's got a nice non-sticky after feel. It kind of looks like Earth Balance butter. Sure. Sure. <laughs> like the not butter butter. Yeah. And um, then we are back. To one of our favorite, well, one of my favorite rosés. I really like it, yeah. Um, What is the name again? Rose Haven. Yeah. Rose Haven Rosé Wine from California. And from our favorite <laughs> local wine shop, Unwind. So yes. we're glad to be patrons of a small local business mm-hmm. and enjoy the delicious fruits yes. of that business. <laughs> yes, the fruits. Um, you might hear our podcaster Jada. Her little jingle jangle. Not to be confused with the Riverdale jingle jangle. That's a different, different thing. Different jingle jangle. Um, so welcome. This is Shades of Grey's, a dark and twisty podcast. I'm Bethany. And I'm Katie. And we're, we're glad to be here. Yeah, we are. We're doing season two, episode 15 tonight. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, we were just talking about how. The next three episodes are Guys, pretty big. pretty big deals. Big old deals. The next two are um, a certain bomb in the body cavity. Two parter. Two parter. Yeah, girl. Christina Ricci is in there. Oh, so um, good. The guy from Friday Night Lights. Yes, if you have the coach. seen that, even if you yeah. haven't, it's still him. Can't but. remember what his name is. I don't but know. I never watched Chan- that. Something Chandler. Something Chandler. Chandler Landis. That's a person I went to college with. <laughs> oh, okay. That's so weird. Um, and then the one after that, a certain friend of the Shepherds shows up at Seattle Ooh! Grace. A certain old friend. Oh my gosh. Who we're very excited about. Dude, so excited. Ready to get steamy. Ooh, boy. But, but anyway. This, this episode <laughs> is still... Sort of the regular uh, procedural Right, exactly. So um, we're looking at... Hey, Jay, can you come here? I want to take your collar off. Come here. Jada! 
This is so jingly in the microphone. Okay, cool girl. Um, so we're looking at um, the episode called Break On Through. Break On Through, which I got that it was The Doors. It's that the was doors. the easiest. That's what I saw, too. There was a bunch of others. There yeah. Was, there was, like, a lot of other <laughs> songs that were also Break On Through. So who knows? Because The Doors version is Break On Through to the other side. Right. Like, like parenthetical. Yeah. Um, which I think... Everybody's heard that song at some point. Yeah. It's on a lot of It doesn't interest soundtracks. me. All that, it's not like, my kind of music. Yeah. yeah. Anything that's like 70s remotely jam band, like. Sure. I just. I just like kind of nondescript rock. Zeppelin. What I just. it And I know that it's like revolutionary. Like. Yeah. But it just. It just doesn't speak to me. I'm just not interested in it. So. Um. You know, to each their own, and um, that's that's that. So yeah, um, yeah. We the have doors, a, meh. We have a little voiceover uh, yes. talking about the red line that divides accessible from off limits. Yes, there's a red line on the hospital floor in the hospital. Which, if you're in hospitals, you see those kind mm-hmm. of things painted on the ground mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and they show in this opening scene, it's just sort of panning through the hospital yeah. hallway and it shows the thick red line. And that's what marks the accessible from the inaccessible. So it's marking yeah. what is off limits to regular people, all but a select few. Yeah. Um, and crossing the line is not tolerated. Yeah. Um, and then we see... Strike! Nurses chanting, they're picking outside. Fair hours, fair wages, fair hours, fair wages. That's the thing. Yes. So we knew that the strike was coming. This is coming. It's Patricia been a long time coming. Told us, Debbie, Nurse Debbie. Nurse Debbie was the us. one who announced to the chief, but we've known that they have had some disgruntled nurse nurses issues. for a while. I follow some nurses on Twitter, and one of them was saying, like, are there any good nurses on TV, like... Olivia gets blamed for being a slut, and they, like, had some other shows, too. I mean, and so, she does get blamed, but she's also still a good nurse, right. I feel like. And Debbie's still a good nurse. Well, that's... And, and Nurse Tyler is a, a good nurse, yeah. So, yeah, they're kind of shit on the whole time. So right. maybe you're supposed to take them as the butt of the joke, but... Well, that's what I When responded. you're actually looking through, yeah. Right. I responded and was like, oh, my God, we talk about that all the time on our podcast. Like, mm-hmm. stop shitting on nurses. Yeah. And... Like, I agree they are good at their job, but, like, that's not the part they're not, like, and Olivia is a competent nurse. Like, she is, but they yeah. focus more on her STI than yeah. anything. Yeah. So, anyway, um, the nurses are picketing. So, George and Izzy are thinking about crossing the picket line. Yep, they're standing there. Um, Izzy is wearing a green coat. Like, green, green coat. You know, like, Kelly green. Yeah. Uh, her sweater is lime and baby blue argyle. It's like a button-up over a white button-up shirt. Yeah. Um, And then she has a brown belt over the sweater. It's weird. It's belted over the sweater. It's a strange look for her. Like, not the argyle, but just... I, I kind of liked the whole look. Okay. It was interesting. Yeah. It I felt think... more put together than her usual yeah. stuff. It looked very much like... I need a professional outfit. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's put a belt on where we don't need a belt Where we for don't anything. need a belt. Um, but that was a very mid-2000s Because nothing thing. is drapey. Nothing is loose. Like, it's not like yeah. she's, like, cinching something that would otherwise be a bag. Like, no. I mean, I put belts over stuff all the time in the mid-2000s. <laughs> so. It was usually, like, a studded belt. Because that was you, baby. Yeah. I was very into studded belts. Turned backwards. <sighs> I wanted one over so my badly. Yeah. Um, because I didn't actually need it to hold up my low-rise <laughs> skinny jeans. They were good because they were hanging <laughs> on to my pubic bone. Um, They're fine. George is in, a, like, a maroon t-shirt and a zippy and, like, a red fuzzy coat, and he has his backpack over one shoulder. Yeah. Typical George fair. Um, yeah. George looks very concerned, very torn. Yes. Um... And they're, yeah, George is saying that he can't. He can't cross the picket line. Right. And Izzy is saying, well, what choice do we have? We got to do it. We got to work. We took an oath, yeah, to be healers. And George explains a little bit more about his backstory, that his mom is a teacher. His dad is a truck driver. Yeah. If they see him on the evening news crossing the picket line, (laughs) they will outlive him just to pee on his grave. (laughs) Yeah, totally. It's like he's, you know, he's concerned about that image um, Mm -hmm. that his parents will see that. But also you get where he's coming from of like these are family values of his. Yeah. This is how he's grown up. A certain way. Um, Yeah. Yeah. He's a union man, which he (laughs) says many times in this episode. Um, my dad was in a union when he was a UPS driver, um, for 10 years and then Mm -hmm. he got transferred up to management. And so he, then you're not in the union anymore. And he had Mm. to cross the picket line when they were striking, I think in 97, I could be wrong about that. And he's like, I felt terrible, but like I had to. Yeah. And I then, suppose because you're not a part of it anymore, so it's like, okay, they but you see, still feel that. Right. They see yeah. you as an outsider because you are, but, yeah. like, and I just remember, like, I was pretty little, but I remember talking about that and, yeah. like, him feeling so, like, torn up. And I didn't understand. I was like, what? What do you mean? Like, a line? Like, like is yeah. it, like, Red Rover? Like, I was, like, trying to, like, picture they're, they're it. They're all lined up? Like, I didn't get it. But then you kind of see, so in this scene, all the nurses are on either side of the entrance, kind of like gauntlet style. So you have to walk down the middle to get through the doors. Yeah. So anyone is going to feel intense shame as they walk through, but they can. There's not like you a, physically an obstacle. Can, but it's but. the <laughs> idea that like when you walk through those doors, you're saying, fuck you guys. Yeah. Um. So that's, like, the crossing the picket line moment. So Christina runs up. <laughs> oh, she's excited. Throws her arms around their shoulders, asks if there's been any blood yet. Yeah. <laughs> and um, there, we have a little voiceover piece, piece talking about the necessity of lines. Yeah, um, It's important. Christina kind of pointedly yells out that, oh, we have sick patients. We have to get in there. Right. And then she kind of whispers to that to her friends that we have surgeries. We got to get in there. <laughs> right. We see we where her priorities Christina are. Christina maybe isn't our most um, compassionate. Compassionate. That's going to come up, man. Um, so Christina or Izzy's really like optimistic and is like, the nurses know we're on their side. Like, right. And then Christina's like, well, come on. Like, then let's go. And Izzy's like, uh, you first. <laughs> yeah, you go first. Yeah. And Christina kind of 
bolsters herself and closes her jacket and then walks quickly through and she gets food thrown at her. Yeah, she's getting hit. Yeah. And she's like, I'm doing my job. I'm doing my job. Like, she yeah. kind of keeps repeating herself, but she's mad. Like, Yeah. And Izzy, having seen that, still decides to, okay, and go through. Yes. So she also kind of stands up straight and starts walking through. And you see Olivia oh, get in yes. her face. Yes. And yells, change your own bedpan, Stevens. Yeah. And Izzy kind of retorts with the... Enjoy your syphilis, Olivia. Yeah. Which, okay. What a weird blow. But it is it's like... the only thing you know about this woman, really. Like, you've, you've been working with her all, all year, but... she can say because it... It's true. Yeah. That, like... It's legitimately the only thing that anyone can say against her. We don't know her. Like, (laughs) but yeah, it's an interesting, like, Izzy kind of says it under her breath. But, like... Yeah. And she keeps walking. Yeah. And Uh, George (laughs) has not. Yeah. Izzy kind of looks back and yells, George, are you doing? And he says, no, I'm good here. And he just... He looks torn and concerned. and, And a little frozen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's not happy necessarily to be staying there but he he feels conflicted um we see meredith who has her little coffee to go cup and she had kind of an easy morning apparently she didn't have to rush into work yeah she's walking into the nursing home stops at the desk and asks about her mom yeah the lady's really nice um she says oh you know alice is great she really lights up when dr weber visits Mm. and meredith is confused and then sort of like looks into the visiting room yeah she turns oh she turns and she sees her mom and the chief in these two chairs kind of turned away from her but turned towards each other yeah and they are laughing and talking about old times and they look like and touching the best of friends and talking closely there's lots of like hand on hand touch as they're touching and talking yeah there's hand on the arm at one point it's intimate like, yes. it's not sexual. It's intimate. It's not, but it's like, oh, these are not just, they weren't just friends. They're, they weren't just colleagues. Yeah. Like, there's a level of deep closeness here. Mm-hmm. And Meredith leaves. Yep. <laughs> she gets really upset and just leaves. And we get the voiceover, you know, why is it the greater the line, the bigger the temptation to cross it? Mm. Uh, which is an interesting concept. I don't know what I think about that. Like... Um, I think, you know, as you get older, it's a little bit easier to have some more maturity, some more Mm self-control and say, like, worth it, not worth it, weigh your options. Yes. But when you're young, it's like, I don't care who, I don't give a damn, I'm going to do it. Like, future me problems. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Or for little kids who have a lot less writing on it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or ability to weigh those options, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Totally. Yeah, you don't have that skill yet to be able to decide. Like, (laughs) it's like that marshmallow experiment. They're like, here's one marshmallow. Yeah. If you don't eat it, I'm going to come back in 15 minutes. If you don't eat it, you get another one. If you do eat it, that's okay. You just don't get a second one. Yeah. And older kids kind of go back and forth of like, do I want a second one or should I just eat this one? Yeah. Because that's all I can. Yeah. Interesting. They're better at holding off. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting um, science thought. Yes. Science. Um, uh, we find out, you know, George can't cross the line. Um, and 
we see Patricia chiding Patricia! a temp nurse. <laughs> yes, the temps are here. She's telling them not to be sloppy. There's no excuse for that. Charts are organized by room number, and Burke yeah. and Shepard are looking at charts and talking at Patricia at the same time. Yep, yeah, and she is a vision of burgundy she has you love her wardrobe i love her wardrobe and we get to see two outfits in this episode oh yeah um this one she's got burgundy everything pretty much she's got like a scarf as always Mm -hmm. um and this longer necklace that has this big carved elephant pendant hanging off of it she's got dangly earrings her top is like chiffon-y but opaque chiffon or uh, opaque burgundy chiffon and then she's got like this burnout velvet vest over it that's like a floral velvet print you know oh yeah so she looks great and (laughs) hair's up at this point in time later she wears it down yeah Yeah. uh but yeah she's kind of chiding them you know why i stopped being a nurse doctors (laughs) doctors yeah they both um complain to the chief um, and the, the chief... Yeah, Derek tries to follow him. ...will need to hire more nurses, and it's going to cost $2 million, and Derek suggests the couch cushions. Yeah, look under the couch cushions to find that, because the chief's like, I... We don't have that. Right, where am I going to find that money? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then... And the chief gives him a look, and he's like, okay. Sorry. Silencing myself. I get it. It's not a thing Not to a joke joking about. time. Um, a man walks by the nurse's station... And Christina and Izzy and Alex are a Twitter, and they yes. Christina says, "Look, look, look! That guy—he's been published he's twice, and flawless. he's flawless." Yeah, and Izzy doesn't want him, and um, Meredith joins in. They're they're kind of sizing up uh, who will yeah. be the new resident in the charge. The first of them. guy wouldn't let them talk in the OR, and then Alex thinks that it's a different guy, or he is like, "What about him?" As another nameless faceless person walks by yeah and they said oh mouth breather guy (laughs) (laughs) right because bailey is on bed rest yeah so she's not around to watch out for them anymore we come to find out that what they're trying to figure out is who is going to be their replacement resident yes while bailey is on bed rest yeah Um, and then someone yells yang as she comes down the stairs yeah it sounds angry like the first two names yes and it's like oh no and then, no, it's not someone it's, who's angry. Nope. Yang, Stevens, Gray, O'Malley, Karev. And the happiest looking lady. The bubbliest. The bubbliest. She's bouncing down the stairs mm-hmm. to come find them. And she's saying, oh, I was looking for you in the locker room. But then I thought, maybe they're looking for me. And then I came out here and I found you. And here you are. Um, <laughs> she uses the word awesome. She talks about her horoscope and the interns oh, kind of yes. exchange glances. <laughs> yeah, apparently her horoscope was saying that it would be a hard day, but they look like a good group. So, <laughs> oh yeah, Christina's horrified. And um, they're she, all a little bit like, okay. She goes in for a hug, talking about how much fun they're going to have. So much fun. Yeah, she gives Christina a hug <laughs> without Christina her consent. Christina goes, Ow. <laughs> Ow, ow. And she goes, am I hurting you? Uh, no, you're you're touching me. <laughs> and That's this, amazing. this lovely ray of sunshine uh, introduces herself. She is Sydney Heron, fourth year. Yes. Um, she, Sydney is played by Callie Rocha, or Rocha, I'm not totally sure how to pronounce her, her real last name. But she's also Halfrick slash Hallie slash Cecily. 
on Buffy. Yay! So when I saw when I see her, I'm like, that's the, that's the one other person or character. She's on lots of stuff. Like, yeah, I've seen her on lots of things. Yeah, but that's the one other. Like both characters are kind of like the same for me. Where I'm like, okay, okay yeah. that's her. She's those things. She is those things. Those yeah. are what I know her as. <laughs> yes, she is the vengeance demon. Sydney Heron. Her philosophy is heal with love. Yes. So that's a little bit different than a vengeance demon, but it's very different. Yes, but she is kind of like a bubbly character on that also. <laughs> okay, nice. And then she kind of realizes that O'Malley is missing. Yeah, we're just missing O'Malley. And Christina says, oh, he's cowering behind the strike line like a little girl. And Sydney doesn't miss a beat. No, standing up for what he believes in, is, that's my kind of little girl, right? <laughs> yeah. She totally, she's like, yeah. oh, I'm not going to let you have that as an insult. I'm no. going to take it and flip it and not discuss it and just, like, let you know my point of view, which is a great, like, way to handle that sort of thing. Yeah. It's a nice yeah. way to confront, like, negative talk or mm-hmm. any kind of, like, backhandedness. You just smile and, like, do your thing. Yeah. And just keep going. Smile and nod. Yeah. Just keep going. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um... And everyone splits, but Izzy is the last to move, so. Yeah, they need a consult in the ER. Christina immediately volunteers. Alex decides to take along with her. And Meredith says she needs to check on some patients. She's yeah. not really, she just wants to leave. She's like, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and the, yeah, Izzy's left standing and doesn't have a uh, anywhere to go. She's kind of, she doesn't have an excuse. I wrote down, she rhymes with Izzy's name. She must call her some sort of rhyming. Um, yes, rhymey. she says uh, that it's just you and me left, or it's all that's left is you and me, Izzy McGee, or something like that. Oh, it's that's Izzy McGee. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, and she was just trying to rhyme. That, yeah. Uh, and because Izzy at first is like, uh, it's Stevens. Yeah. Like She, she doesn't like it, and she wants to like make sure she really does know yeah. her name. Like, And Sydney's just like, oh, no, I was... I was rhyming your name. Oh, no, I was just rhyming. Um, but then Addison, Addison appears out of nowhere. Saves Izzy. Yeah. She needs her for a consult, and she just kind of, like, walks by. Like, Yep. Yeah. Just this beautiful, oh, vision. Oh, oh Jada, you make me noise. Yeah, Addison's just kind of like, Izzy, I need you for consults. And, or yep. Stevens, I need you for a consult, and just walks past. Yep. Yeah, because. like, okay, yep, I'm going. That's the joy of being a resident. Right? An attending. And the, God damn yeah. it. Yeah. Because Sydney's a resident. Yeah. But an attending does not have to give a fuck what yeah, you're doing. Yeah, they just get to yeah. take them. Yep. Um, so the ER consult is for a rash. Um, Alex thinks that's stupid. Alex and Christina went <laughs> to go down yep. to the ER. Yeah. And um, Alex is like, really? Like, well, you need surgical for like a rash consult? But Yeah, the um, guy says, well, it's spreading pretty fast. <laughs> then they peel back the curtain and a man and a woman are like dry humping and making out Hot on the bed. and heavy. <laughs> and then they kind of like. Goodness. Oh, oh. And they say, oh, oh it's our honeymoon. I mean, they are fully and like heavily clothed oh, at yeah. the time. It's not like. <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure. But it is, it's like a, oh, it's God. Kind of funny. Like, yeah. And then Christina asked them to please dismount. Can you dismount, please? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Apparently they were on their honeymoon. So yeah. that's why they're, that's that's their explanation to, for the to why heaviness. they're yeah, making out. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then Meredith is walking in a hallway and she hears a woman cry out for Lynn. Yeah, she hears someone yelling and there's no one else around. She's looking around. Yeah. She doesn't see anyone in the hallways. Yeah. Um, and she goes into the woman's room. 
and she can't find a chart. There's no chart to be seen. Yep. She doesn't know what's going on. Like, do you know your doctor? And she looks at her little bracelet, bracelet and sees that her name is Grace Bickham. Yep. And the woman still just, she seems out of it. Like she's maybe a little, yeah, she's dementia or something. Like not answering the questions that are being asked of her and not even like registering that anyone else is there, really. Yeah, she's just looking for Lenny. She's calling out for Lenny. Lenny, are you there? Where did you go? And she's having trouble breathing. And so Meredith calls out for a nurse. Yes, she calls for a nurse. And then she tells Grace that she's going to need to take her for some tests. Yeah. And yeah. That's... She's, like, a pretty old lady. Like Yes, very elderly. Like, at least in her 80s or, like, yeah. late 80s. Yeah. yeah. So, um, then we are back at the picket line, and Olivia actually approaches George, and... She looks sympathetic. Because yeah. he looks really concerned. He looks really upset. <laughs> he doesn't want to cross the line. Yeah. And so Olivia is saying, oh, you know, you can go. We won't throw donuts at you. It's okay. <laughs> like, kind of, we give you permission. Yeah. And he I says, I can take the donuts. He's, like, been so thoughtful about it. You know, he's, like, yeah. really toying with it. And so it wasn't, like, I don't even care about you. You know, like, it's like. I'm just doing my job, so. Right. I think that's her, like, okay, you can go. Like, come on. Yeah. Go ahead. And uh, But he feels stuck. Like, he can't cross. He he can't leave or he'll get kicked out of the program. And Yeah, his mom had picketed back in her day. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so he can't go in. And so she says, well, so go home. And he can't go home because he'll get kicked out of the program. Right, for not and showing so up to work. Like, he's got a very. He says, I'm a union guy. Yeah. And, um. She so likes that, it. So that means? Yeah. Yeah, she smiles, and he asks her to give him the sign that she's holding. Give me that sign. And he holds it up, and it says, proud to be a nurse. And yes, he starts does. marching. And march with it. Yeah. Yeah, he, like. He walks through the, takes the whole line, and yes. everybody's cheering yeah. and yelling for him. He joined us. Because yeah. that's, I think, the goal is to get people to switch over. Yeah, particularly surgeons, because they are the reason that they are kind of. In hospital Yeah, like the hours and wages and stuff. But, but the doctors treat them pretty shitty. So, yeah. um, and then we have just shortened credits. Um, mm-hmm. And Meredith is working on uh, Grace Bickham. And yep, she's still yelling for a nurse. Grace looks like she's having a lot more trouble breathing than she had before. Yeah. Like she's kind of clutching her throat. And this nurse with a stick-on name tag comes in and says, Angela. Whoa. <laughs> is she dying? like this very young she's looking so woman. young and just is like she's a nursing student she doesn't really know what's going on i'm like a nursing student <laughs> and meredith is going to intubate yeah and so. meredith kind of walks her through what she needs tells her which size of tube and the girl is able to get it because well she gets the wrong one and then she gets the right one but, yeah. <laughs> but she brought in like everything and right yeah she was yeah. ready but i think you know yeah. if it's your first day or like at a new hospital for sure and then also if you're a nursing student Maybe you've never seen that particular thing before. Right. And it's not every day that you're intubating. Right. Um, and I think it's okay to be like, whoa. But also, like, maybe do that in your head and then move. Like, Yeah. Yeah. That's something you learn. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Meredith is pretty good at the whole teacher thing. Like, totally. she's very totally. calmly able to walk her through it, but still with some urgency. And so Meredith intubates Grace yeah. and... The nursing student says, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and then kind of looks at Meredith like, oh, sorry. I oh, shouldn't have oops. said that. <laughs> Did I ever tell, have I told the story about my friend Kelly, who's a nursing student? 
Uh, So one of the colleges I went to was a nursing college. And so a lot of my friends are like, you know, people that were in some of my gen eds were studying to be nurses as well. Mm -hmm. And my friend Kelly was studying to be a nurse. And on one of her like practical whatever, Mm -hmm. she was like in a real hospital. And someone was getting a, um, what's the word for spinal tap? Uh... Lumbar it, puncture. Okay. That's like, I was going to say, is it not a spinal tap? It's the same thing. <laughs> it's just that one is, like, yeah. fancy. Okay. So somebody was getting a lumbar puncture. I'm not sure if it was, like, an epidural or if they just were, like, getting one. But Kelly okay. started to feel like she was going to pass out. And so she didn't want to, like, do that in the room. Yeah. And so she, like, turned to leave. But she was already passing out. Oh. And so she, like, zonked her forehead on the door handle. Oh, and then, honey. like, woke up, like, came to, and she was, like, bleeding everywhere. And so it ended up making, like, a way bigger scene than, than maybe if she had just, just, like, fallen. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, then she ended up not doing nursing. She just yeah. was, like, and they said, like, there's something about that kind of thing that will give people the willies like that. Yeah, like well, a it's spine just, thing. It's a very painful procedure to have a needle stuck into your spine. But I mean, to like watch it happen, yeah. there's something oh, about sure. that that like that's a thing that pe- makes people like just kind of a slow thing going yeah. into someone's back. <laughs> <laughs> so she, yeah, I just I remember seeing that like scab on her forehead. I'm like, oh my god, what happened? She's like. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, so uh, Izzy and Addison are now working on a patient. Yep, they are doing what looks like an amniocentesis. Mm-hmm. That's what it looked like to me. Yeah. Um, as someone who's had a very long needle stuck into her pregnant belly, Ooh. it's a very similar thing. Except mine was taking fluid out of the sac that had developed around my son's kidney right and hers is the needle taking the fluid out of the actual the amniotic, amniotic fluid yeah. yeah but anyway there's a huge bottle of <gasps> amniotic fluid that addison is holding up and the very young looking mother oh to God. be yeah um she looks so young and they yeah. i don't think they ever really say no, they her don't. age she's in high school she's in high school um but she's asking if that's too much. Yeah. And Addison says, it's a lot, but your baby's looking very strong. Yeah. She's kind of layering on the good news with right, the right. obviously <laughs> traumatic part. Yeah. Um, the young woman has her mother with her. Yeah. And um, so... And the mother asks right away, well, does that mean we can go? Because... She doesn't want to miss another shift. Yeah. She can't afford to miss another shift, and it's been a long drive to get there because they live... Far away, apparently. Far away. Um, They say what it is, and I wrote it down later when Izzy talks about it also. It's like Chehalis or something. Chehalis. Yes. Um, So uh, there's a mass on the baby's neck that's obstructing the airway and the spine. Mm -hmm. Um, So the plan... Is to like half deliver this baby in something called an exit surgery. Yes. Uh, leave the umbilical cord connected, pull the head and the arms out, do the surgery. In a C section, not out of the. Thank you. Good yeah. clarification. Not, not half delivered out the vagina, because that would be also interesting. Uh huh. Maybe they could do it that way. I feel like it'd be trickier to work between someone's legs than like oh, in yeah. the open air. Oh, know? yeah. But then they would deliver fully via C section. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if we learned it in this scene, but the patient's name is Cheyenne. Yes. And then her mom is Mrs. Wood. Um, 
So Ms. Wood is worried about the cost. Yeah, well, um, so before they even talk about any of that, Izzy kind of explains it in layman's terms Yeah. to Cheyenne, because she, you can see that she immediately has this connection. Yeah. She feels for this young girl, um, and she explains that they need to keep, this is what's going to keep the baby alive right. during that operation to keep the umbilical cord, umbilical cord connected. And then after it, if everything goes well, we'll cut the cord and you'll be the mother of a healthy baby girl, says Addison. Yeah. How does that sound? And yeah, the mom says it sounds expensive. (laughs) Right. Yeah, that's the mom's focus. Um, Um, And she, Addison tells her, um, you know, your doctor at the clinic was my student, so it's covered. Yeah. Addison is very, feels very magnanimous about that. Yeah. You could tell by her face. She's kind of like, so it's covered. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, uh, okay. Uh-huh. And, um, White woman saves the day. <laughs> yeah. For real. It's, it's a pretty obvious, like, it's, like, it's nice, but it's questionable. Also, but, you wonder, like, I don't know. It's not like there haven't been patients of color, mm-hmm. but like, there is something about portraying these particular characters, these low-income characters as people of color. Mm-hmm. That it's like, we're not, I don't know. There's just, I'm like. Yeah. It maybe is a true demographic. Well, yeah, I mean. Of Chihalis, this made up, you know what I mean? Like, Because well, we find out later that Izzy is also from Chihalis. Right. So. So it's not, I don't know. I just, I just get worried about that of like. Yeah. It's a little uncomfortable. Cast as the poor people, like. But also, this is a show that's headed by a lot of people of color. True. So true. That is true. You know, and a woman of color. And a woman of color is the yeah the creator of the show. Yeah. So we're probably. I'm sure that they are in a better place to speak about all of that than we are. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. So we can feel a little more comfortable in that. Um. So Addison leaves the room, and then Izzy Mm -hmm. tells them that. Oh, well, you know, the hospital gets a write-off. Yeah, she immediately is just kind of like, without them even saying anything. Yes. That, yeah, the hospital gets a write-off, and it makes Addison look good. So it's not a charity. Right, the mom mom is very concerned. And Izzy knew that that was what was was going to happen. Right. Because she is from the same place. Right. She knew what they were thinking. Yeah, she knew what was going on. Yeah, Izzy says, no, it's not. You know, it's not charity. So then Izzy kind of tells the mom... Oh, you know, you can go. I'll, I'll look out for yeah, your daughter. Because the mom is working a six to six shift, which Izzy calls graveyard because yep. she knows yep. very intimately. She knows what it is. Chalice yeah. is three hours away. So if you, you get better there, get going. Right. So she's going to look after Cheyenne, yep. who we're thinking is a minor. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> she's very young. She, um, yeah, maybe 15. That's like. I mean, she looks very young. I'd be interested to know how old the actor is that they got for that. Mm. Um, it's maybe something to look into. But um, So then we have Meredith. She approaches the chief at the mm-hmm. OR board. And he's... She kind of saunters up to him almost. Got a, yeah. got a mug and got his glasses. And um, <laughs> she says like, oh, I, I saw my mother today or, you know, yeah, something. I like, saw my mother this morning. And he's like, oh, uh, you did? How is she? <laughs> 
he plays it really cool. Yeah, uh, oh, he tries. She's good. Well, glad to hear it. Uh, give her my best. Yeah, he kind of loses it a little bit towards the end. Totally doesn't want to <laughs> fess up. Like, And he walks away. Well, I think he's probably trying to do the math of like, what hours was I there? When, when did you? When could oh. she have been there that she would have seen her, yeah. but not me, you know. But he, he clearly isn't interested in doing truth time. So... Uh, <laughs> it's a little awkward. <laughs> a little. Yeah, she kind of gives him a look after he goes, like, oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, we see Christina drawing a red line. So really yes. hitting that metaphor home hell in this yeah. episode. Oh, hell yeah. Um, onto Claire's leg. We find out her name is Claire at some point. Yeah, they're I back like with the patient didn't... in the ER with the rash. Yeah, we didn't know her name for a long time. I feel like they Correct. say it towards the end. Yes. But her name is Claire. Yes. Um. The the female half of the uh, honeymooners. The honeymooners. Um, because it's a female male couple. Yes. Uh, and she is marking the line, kind of right below the knee. Yep. Saying that this is where the infection is. Like, this is the borders of it. We'll watch it. And if it doesn't cross the line, you'll get some antibiotics and you'll be able to go. Right. And then if it does cross the line, it means the infection is really aggressive. We'll have to do a muscle biopsy. Right. And the girl looks really upset about that. Yeah. Take out a piece of my muscle. She's like, well, we're supposed to run a 10K tomorrow. (laughs) And, um... (laughs) So I mean, on on this leg, I doubt it. So right. Christina really <laughs> just flatly. And Christina and not, Alex. Hmm? Oh, sorry. The leg does not look good. It looks like like purpley blue. It doesn't look like a rash. It's like a it's under the skin. under the skin, like muddly kind of something is wrong with your blood kind of thing. Yeah, like, it's Ugh. not like a oh that looks like. You have shingles. Like, it's not yeah, on the skin. No, yeah. um, no it's, it's not hives. It's right, 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 right. something more so, sinister. Um, They're talking about... Oh, what, what were you saying about Christina and Alex? Christina and Alex in this scene are both very, like... They just keep going to the next thing. They yeah. are not showing... Neither of them are showing any bit of, like, empathy or compassion. No, really. they they're just, are like, well, They're just, like, just the facts. Like, yep. this is what we're talking about. And um, um, then they're saying, oh, you know, when we noticed it uh, when we were climbing. Um, yeah, they were cl- climbing Rainier. Rainier. Yeah, Mount Rainier. Um, and yesterday. <laughs> yeah. And we hear, wow, and there's Sydney. Sydney jumps in. Sydney's here. <laughs> um, and she brings this very stark contrast to the way that Christina oh and God, Alex yeah. were previously acting. And she's asking about, oh, which route did you take? And, she's very familiar with the different oh, paths. Oh, yes. And then she sees the ring and she's remarking about, oh, look at that rock. And Christina wants to get back to the point. Yeah. Um, we find This is, I think, where we find out they're named Claire and Wade. Yeah. Did um, you fall at some point or did you bang your leg on something? Right. Christina's like, uh, anyway, <laughs> did you sustain any trauma? on the hike and Claire's like no and then Wade is like well uh you cut your foot on some oysters like yeah some oyster shells at the beach a couple days ago and so Christina's looking down at her foot and looking over it and she kind of like pokes it at one point and Claire's yeah. like ow <laughs> right and then Claire's like is it gonna be okay and Alex is really reassuring yeah yeah it's probably just a simple skin infection and Christina's like no it's not look 
Because it already crossed the line, it Christina Drew. It already crossed that line within those few minutes they were talking. And they were going to watch it for, like, hours. Yeah. So. So we know that it's much more aggressive than they were thinking. It crossed the line. It crossed the line. So then Derek pops up in front of Meredith. Yep, Meredith, like, literally runs into him, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> they say hi, and he says, your dog's fine. Like, that's. What Your dog's fine. That's it's this common ground that he can find. It's a safe topic. Yeah. Because there is so much <laughs> there's so many lines. It's such a big line. Yeah. That he is so very close to crossing. Yes. At all times with her. Yes. Anytime they are remotely close to each other. Yes. There is that huge red line and he's like, Oh, I can't I gotta I, I gotta uh, pull uh, back. Uh, yeah. Gotta keep back so I gotta not tell her that it's I like, love oh, her I, I uh your dog like your you dog's fine and she's like oh you know he's your dog too now and then she says I miss him and he gives her this look like he, he kind of takes that in like yeah he takes that as the he is him yeah and he's like I miss you <laughs> and then Addison pops up and says yeah, she pops out of nowhere for the second time <laughs> oh he misses you too you should come visit the dog, I mean. Yeah, because she... It's the he, awkward. The he misses you, too. It seems like she's talking about Derek. It's weird. And I don't think she realizes that, but Derek and Meredith both... As a third party, like, were like, oh, oh shit. Like, we weren't talking about the dog. Right. You should come visit uh, the dog, I mean. And Meredith just goes, I'm walking away now. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. she does that so well of like ending conversations where she's where she smiles and the cadence is like, oh, okay, uh-huh, yeah, like bye. But then what she says is something that is so I'm walking away now. Abrupt. Yeah. Yeah. It's really great. And um so Addison wants for Derek to consult on uh, the fetal spinal tumor. So Cheyenne's yes, baby. she needs a neural consult. Know anybody good? And she kind of laughs yeah. and walks and Derek laughs but it's this really fake god he's he's pushing it like he's trying real hard yeah to be what he thinks he's supposed to be and just immediately as she like turns her back he just looks he drained yeah he like drops the act yeah yeah gosh he is losing his energy and ability to hold himself (sighs) back yeah um and we're back at the strike. Yes, the nurses uh, are. Some nurses are talking to George. They're whispering. Yeah, everybody's marching, and George is in front of Tyler, Olivia, and Debbie. Yeah, who are three of the only nurses that we know the names of. Yes, and um, they are whispering, and he hears his name being said, and he's kind of self conscious about it. Yeah, and so they finally ask for a favor. Um, they have some specific considerations for their patients. Yeah. And George... There is, are things that they know about the patients that no one else knows. Like, right. this is what's gonna make this go better. Right. And George realizes they want him to cross the picket line. Yeah. And he's shocked and appalled. Um, like, wait, what? I'm doing the thing. I'm I'm fighting for what I believe yeah. in. Like, hey, wait, you want me to do the opposite of that? And I say, yeah, because there are patients, too. And we can't. Yeah. So, like, if George crosses the line, it is way more acceptable than if they cross the line. But, like, they still care about these patients and, like, want them to have 
they really still care. want this job. Like, this is yeah. still their job. They just are it, not going to put up with being treated poorly. Which is exactly what, like, this, the union, like, strike Yeah, that's is why for. that is It's to, thing. like, we want to do this job and we want to be treated fairly. Yeah. And paid fairly. Um... So then we are in surgery on Claire, our yep. uh, supposed rash yeah, girl. Yeah, with Sydney and Christine and Alex, are, they're in the surgery, and she's asking, like, who wants to probe the wound? <laughs> and they both are like, oh, me. Me, me, me. Me, me, But Alex sucks up and is like, oh, yeah. I want to do your method, the healing with love. <laughs> he very... Is blatant mm. in his uh, suck uppityness. Yeah, yeah. suck uppityness. <laughs> um, and Christina is not going to stoop that low. Nope. So nope. Sydney's like, oh, I like the way you think. And great, Alex. Yeah, hands him the probe. I don't know, whatever. I don't know what it is, but the muscle gives way super easily. Yeah, Christina's kind of looking closely and is saying that no healthy tissue would give that easily. It's. Like, which sounds real gross. Super yucky. Really, like, what? like it should hold against, and it doesn't. It's yeah. like soft when they push it. Rotten meat. And then the Blech. phone rings, and they are locking down the OR because yep. pathology called, and it's necrotizing fasciitis. Whoa! Flesh eating bacteria. Flesh eating bacteria. Which just reminds me of America's Next Top Model. The oh one my girl who God! And everyone was losing their shit. <laughs> this is an America's Next fine. Top best friend. <laughs> God. Oh, my God. It's so good. Or that girl who had, like, beautiful eyes, and it's because she was going blind. Remember that girl? Yeah. 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 So many. <laughs> so many. Oh, my God. Um. So, Meredith comes back. She's going to check on Grace Bickham. And yep, she's checking on Grace, and she says, oh, good, somebody's here, because there's Patricia. Patricia's there. But Patricia doesn't look happy. She looks pretty somber. Patricia says, you intubated her? Yeah, you intubated her. I had to. <laughs> it's like, hey. And someone found the paperwork, and... Yeah, one of, one of the temp nurses found it on the second floor, so, like, not where it should be. Right. So it's really not Meredith's fault, but no. it is, it's a sucky situation. But this Grace was, um, she had a DNR. Her oh, friends oh, are at yes. the door. All of a sudden we have the Golden Girls. Totally. No, no this 100%. They cast these people and yes. wrote these characters as very blatant Golden homages Girls. to the yes. Golden Girls. To totally. the specific. Totally, yeah. Um... Yeah, so one's like, you put a tube in Grace? She put a tube in Grace. She put a tube in Grace? It's <laughs> amazing. Um, so Grace, we find out, had end-stage COPD, and she's on hospice, and she had a DNR, uh, which is do not resuscitate order. Yep. Um, and then the what? lady who's supposed to be Dorothy uh, <laughs> comes up and hits Meredith with her purse and says, you little schnook. You were supposed to let her die. Yeah. They Thanks all so. have to tell her the dirt. <laughs> oh, my God. It's amazing. And uh, Meredith yeah. listens, but is like, okay, well, I have to talk to her husband about this. Yeah. So so they are telling her, like, she said no machines. This southern bell-accented lady is 
in this scene is like a less saucy Blanche. Blanche yes. is like the very sexual one, but yes. she has a she's a southern lady. Yes, totally. Um, so this this southern <laughs> accent one, I was like, okay, that must be the Blanche. Yeah. Even though she's kind of buttoned up. Um, but she, then the next one says, oh, her daughter Alice was here with her girlfriend. They're lesbians. Nice girls. And she won't stop. And, and yeah. the, uh, Dorothy is, says, stop with the rambling, Agnes. And I'm like, okay, so that's the Rose. Yes. Which is the, the Betty White character. <laughs> because she always goes on, like, these rambling stories. Yes. Even though she's supposed to be kind of the dumb one. And Agnes doesn't <laughs> come across so much as the dumb one. No, no. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> and, and like okay so grace must be the sophia which is dorothy's yes. mother and yes the golden girls uh but it's just so funny because they're like oh they're lesbians but they're nice girls and um, it's fine that they're lesbians <laughs> right like yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so she says agnes make your point and um agnes keeps rambling later after because then meredith's like I don't, I don't get it. Who are you? Yeah, are you wait, her wait, sisters? wait, wait. Like, I have to talk to the, who, who am I talking to? And, uh, and they're, no, they're just her friends. Yes. She had sisters previously, but they've But they all died. died. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they're saying that Grace wanted to die and she made all of this promise and Meredith says she has to speak to her husband about it. Like, I'm, I, yeah. thank you so much. I do have to talk to her husband, like. Um, but Lenny is dead. Lenny has already died. Right. And, <laughs> and apparently Grace has almost died a couple times <laughs> yes. the, in the last month and she's seen him each time. So Every she time. Was, so she was close to death because and she was seeing back. Lenny <laughs> and the 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 one friend says it's Mashugana which is like it's crazy. It's a crazy person. It's, yeah, the yeah. the seeing of dead people. Yeah, yeah, the Dorothy says that it's Mashugana and then the Blanche says it's not me, Shugana. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. These ladies are really fun. Um, and then we see George. He's in the hallway, but he's still in his street clothes. He's, he's not in a scrub. He's kind of sneaking in. He's got some notes in his hand, and, and the chief sees him and asks him to round on room 20, and he says, I'm not here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sir, all due respect, no offense intended. Uh, and the chief is confused. He says, you're a doctor. And he says, uh, yes, sir, but I, I'm also a union man. Yep, he's kind of avoiding eye contact the whole time. He's so squirrely. <laughs> he's just, like, really nervous and scared. But yeah. he's trying to do what he thinks is best, which is look out for these patients that the nurse is wanting to look out for. And that's, yeah. like, the best way to support the union. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what they needed. And that's what he's going to do. Um, and he tells the chief a bunch of random patient facts. He starts listing stuff off. Yeah. And, uh, the chief is like, okay, is that all? And then Right, he... anything else, you know, he's and, kind of annoyed. Yeah, George kind of gets a little bit of bravery and is like, you know, 40 to 50 hours of mandatory overtime. And then, <laughs> and then he the sees... goes, O'Malley, <laughs> And George just bolts away. He fucking Sorry, sorry, no offense. away. He's like so cute and tiny <laughs> with his backpack jiggling around. Yeah. It's amazing. It's so good. It's like he's running away from like a school bully. Yeah, like... he's like the little nerdy kid and it's amazing yeah the, that kid who ran through the halls in totally. middle school yeah. yes um <laughs> so then we have um alex christina and sydney they mm -hmm. are talking to wade uh the other newlywed about claire's diagnosis yeah and he thinks it's a joke at first like is she, she is did confused. she tell you to do this he's not registering it 
And Christina is very clear. She says, no, it's not a joke. We have to amputate the leg. Yeah. Yeah. And she she thinks that is what we have to do. Yes. And But Sydney thinks there's something else that they could do. And Karev kind of jumps in and agrees with her and says, oh, we could try to save the leg. Right. Yeah. Sydney goes, you know, Christina. She kind of like reprimands her. And Christina just looks back at her like, what? Like, we do have to. Yeah. You know, Christina yeah. obviously doesn't say that, but like, and, and you know, Sydney says, oh, well, you know, amputation isn't the only option. And then, yep. yeah, Alex takes that opportunity to jump in. Yeah. And then Sydney gives him a gold star. Gold star for Dr. Karev. Because oh. he's saying we can basically carve up the leg. Yeah. Carve out the, the necrotizing fasciitis. Um, and the husband, he's like, oh, but I, we just got married. I gotta see her. Like, I have he, to ask he her, like, I, I need to see her. Who thinks that on their honeymoon they're gonna have to oh make those kind of life or death decisions? Well, that's not something you ever would have talked about. Like, maybe yeah. some people have talked about, like, when I die, I want you to get remarried. Yeah. You know, but, like, this is, like... Please make a decision about one of my limbs. Yeah. Like, yeah. what? I don't know. Who's going to think of that? And Sydney says, okay, well, we'll do everything we can to save the leg because it's who she is. Yep. And Christina very professionally waits until they are out of earshot of Wade and confirms with Alex, oh, you think this is a good idea? Yeah. Christina, this, this whole scene, she was doing a lot better at being less abrasive and more sort of responsive. Yes listening yes um actually showing us at least who have known her for a while that she is showing some compassion she, she truly is. she thinks that this is what's best this is what's going to save this woman yes, we have not to. just this is what's going to be the most fun for me right well then alex says no I, I you know i don't think it's a good idea i think it's a cooler surgery yeah which is totally a christina take yeah, like, and Christina kind of steps back and looks at him like, you're crazy. Like, fuck off. Like, that's not... Which shows us that she's grown. Right. She's doing great. Exactly. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Cheyenne's room. We see Derek is there with telling her that the prognosis looks good. Um, Izzy and Addison are there, and they're, they're kind of going through the plan. Yep. And Cheyenne asks if the baby will be okay. And they say, if all goes well, you can take her home at the end of the week. Yeah. And she's like, that soon? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. And Izzy is impressed um, that Cheyenne has Shakespeare with her. Um, yeah. The shepherds have left the room and then it's just Izzy. Yeah. And Cheyenne left. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you know, I, I'm reading it to the baby, but it's my homework for English. Like, yeah. kind of both. Yeah. And um, Izzy asks if she's made any plans, like a crib or childcare assistance. Where are you going to live? Yeah. In the background of this scene, there's a frog and toad poster. Cute. So I'm like, oh, this is the pediatric wing. Mm-hmm. This is not the... This is yeah. not a grown-up part of the hospital. Is, it just makes it, like, sadder. It totally does. Like, oh, and honey. you can tell Izzy knows something because there's a moment of, like... Nine months goes by fast. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, which is an interesting... A very knowing look. And we don't know a lot about Izzy's past. What little we that we've known is that her mom called her Cricket, that they grew up in like a trailer park. Her mom spent all the money on psychics. Yes. And the way that Izzy made it through medical school was through lingerie posing yes. and modeling. And 
she is debt free, mm-hmm. but it's because of that, not because she had like a ton of mm-hmm. financial assistance. Like, yeah, she didn't have the money growing up, right? So we know that much. Yeah, and now we're seeing that there's something else going on. Yes. Um. Yeah. Just that's so sweet. She, yeah. Yeah. It does. She's like. Yeah. Yeah. Not ready to talk about it yet. Nope. Uh, um, so then we're back in Clara's surgery and Christina. Wants to keep talking about this. She chats it up with Sydney. She asks, oh, have you seen a lot of uh, mm. necrotizing fasciitis? And Sydney shoots right back with... No, have you? <laughs> which is totally fair. Like, yeah, yeah. Dude, Christina hasn't either. Like, Yeah. All of this, this whole interaction, it's like they are both right and wrong to the same yes. degrees Agreed. in opposite places. Yes. Yeah. So it's a, it's a hard one because there's a lot of things the way that Sydney treats Christina or assumes things about Christina. Right. That feels really like, no, don't, like, you're wrong. And Christina assumes things about Sydney yeah. that aren't fair. And, and she's over, she's stepping over the line a lot right. of times. Um, and Christina does not like that her treatment plan is based on cuteness. Yeah. Which so what? It's based on cuteness because it's like yeah. oh they're cute they run they hike they whatever yeah she's young she's healthy and Christina's like that is not a good enough reason like oh your treatment plan is based on cuteness yeah if she was an eighty year eighty year old man you'd amputate in a heartbeat right um and Sydney's like she's not though like where's your compassion here's the compassion talk and then Sydney um, says oh you know I'm disappointed you should you should be more like Alex yeah why can't you be more like Alex. And Alex is totally Whoa. playing Sydney. Yeah. Like a fiddle. Like, like very blatantly. Obviously. It's, yeah. And so Christina leaves. She walks out of the surgery. Yeah. She says she has to pee. Yeah. <laughs> and so she, yeah, runs out. And she calls out to Burke. Um, he is really surprised that Christina left the surgery. And Christina's like, the new resident is the worst. And she's kind of complaining, complaining. And then she says... I think she's killing our patient. Yeah. Which, like, the other stuff is just venting, but this is a pretty serious accusation. And she is very serious about it. It's not like right. she's just saying, oh, I think she's killing our patient. Right. No, she's no, serious. This, like At this moment, she's like, no, I, like, I, I think. I think I that truly she believe is. that she's not thinking this all the way through. Yeah. That she's doing this because it feels... Like, it's cute and she ought to, but really the best course of treatment would be to amputate. And she's yep. not doing that and it's going to fucking kill our patient. Like, yep. that's how Christina sees it. Yeah. Um, And then we have a commercial break and then we have Burke walking in to Claire's surgery into the OR. Yes. He's walking in and at first he kind of pretends like he's just interested. He hasn't seen necrotizing fasciitis. Yeah. He's, he kind of wants to see it. He introduces himself. Sydney knows who he is and... Um, yeah, he's like, oh, you know, I, I haven't, you know, really seen this. And, uh, Sydney again plays to the, like, well, you know, you haven't seen it either. Like, like she kind of did to Christina. Yeah. She kind of said, or he says, we don't get a lot of that. And she says, well, I, I would think you wouldn't have seen any of it being a cardiothoracic surgeon. Which is (laughs) probably true. It's very fair. And what she's saying is like, this is my lane. Yeah. Like. Right? And I'm he, very good at what I do. He just claims, you know, oh, he's he's curious what protocol you're following. And and Sydney says, you're curious or Christina was concerned? Yeah. Which is the true thing. Yeah, it's like she can be so perceptive to what Christina is doing and yet not at all perceptive 
as to how Alex is Or she just wants people to do what Alex is doing and just play along with her so that she gets little puppies that follow her, you know? But it seems like she's oblivious to what Alex is doing. Yeah. um, Burke really plays it cool. He says, you know, I'll forgive the intrusion. You know, we haven't worked with you Mm -hmm. before. And um, Sydney interrupts and says... Dr. Yang wanted to be sure that the perky little bimbo cheerleader wasn't in here killing the patient, right? Yeah. Which, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> it's pretty, Damn, pretty on, on the nose. Oh, shit. Like, she clearly, knows how people view her. Yes, she's yeah. gotten that before. Uh, and Sydney is like, you know what? I'm going to do this. And if we do having, you know, have to end up cutting off the leg, Christina can hold the saw. Yeah. Yeah, this this part kind of made me like, oh, no, you're not getting it. Because Christina actually is showing us a little bit of compassion for the first time. She actually is concerned about this patient's life. She truly is. And, and, and Alex but, is right. any other time, Sydney would be right on the money. <laughs> you know? Totally. Like any previous totally, patient. Totally. But this one, she's finally... Feeling for the patient. And, and saying, like, no, Sydney's I care like, about her. All you care about is cutting up the leg, so. Right. And Alex even said, this is a cooler surgery yeah. to carve out the necrotic tissue. Like, it's obviously, quote, cooler than amputating. Yeah. But, like, Christina really thinks that amputation is the best course of treatment. Yeah. And her um, head, you know, the person who's in charge of her disagrees. So, um, and then Sydney does... I think this is very big. Invites Christina back into the surgery. Yeah, she asks Dr. Ang if she's ready to scrub back in. Which, yeah, yeah. No, it's very big. It's a good... She does not have to give that. I don't... Yeah, I don't think any other surgeon would have been that (laughs) forgiving. Definitely not, like, Dr. Burke. He would have kicked... No, he's fucking kicked people out before. He's kicked Christina out. He's made her stand on the end of the bench when she wanted to see what was going on. Right. Just because she made him mad... In personal life. <laughs> And you think about, you know, they're talking about, oh, who's, you know, who's going to be our uh, resident? And yep. um, I don't know why I can't get those straight. I'm <laughs> like, oh, is it the guy that doesn't let anybody talk in the ER? And so it's like, dude, she is giving a lot. Cause Sydney is really like, okay, come back in when you're ready. Yeah. Like, dang. I, that reminds me of like, you know, when you're like, this happened to me, like, when I was little and I would misbehave. They'd be like, when you're ready to join us at the back of the table, you can. Yeah. It's like that. It's that, like, yeah. yeah. It make, so it makes you feel bad at the same time as, like... <laughs> it's kind of shaming. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so then we have the little old ladies talking to the chief. Um, they are Grace Bickham's friends. Yes. Again. Dr. Weber is sitting down with the Golden Girls. Um, and Blanche says... Oh, you're the head of the whole hospital. Oh. And he says, oh, just the surgeons. <laughs> uh, and she says that they should make you the head of everything. And she's like kind of touching his arm. So flirty. And um, and then the Dorothy character is kind of nudging the uh-huh. Rose character. Like, oh, uh-huh. she's batting her lashes. Did you see? Oh, she's batting her lashes. Look at her go. Um, but yeah, when, when the... Blanche started flirting. I yeah. was like, there she is. I'm That's, right. I'm 100% see, right. I was right. It's Blanche. <laughs> That's I the knew Blanche. It. There's the saucy Blanche I was looking for. <laughs> um, Meredith is just trying to make sure that they know. If I take the tube out, she'll die. Yeah, Grace will die. You know that. And the friends are like, 
duh. Like, <laughs> yeah, Rose, the, the smarter Rose, um, is saying, we're old magpie, not daft. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, yeah, she needs to call the next person. We need to talk to the power of attorney to sign the release. Yeah, the and power they're of like, attorney. Call Alice, Grace's daughter. She's yep. a lesbian. <laughs> that would be Alice. She's a lesbian, but she can still sign, right? But that's okay, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> make sure that doesn't affect anything it's so funny uh, oh but that's okay right there yeah and then meredith kind of tells the chief oh you're the old lady whisperer yeah yeah it's really they were cute all, yeah it was cute um and, and she, yeah well she says you're the old lady whisperer and it is kind of cute in that moment but then uh-oh. she kind of turns the corner with it they really cheer up when you come around. Ooh, she's talking about Alice. Yeah, and he's not really catching it, and he's he is asking her if she realizes, like, if that if the daughter does confirm that she's DNR, you, I will have to kill my patient. Yeah, I know she and, knows, and she just she looks really depressed at yeah. the thought of that. And he asks, you know, is there anything I I can do? And she says, "Oh, I'm I'm fine, sir. I don't need any help from you." Yeah, which is there's something behind that. Weighty, yeah. yes, weighty. Um, and we briefly see Izzy walking by Cheyenne's room. Mm-hmm. Cheyenne is reading her Shakespeare out loud. Yep, reading it to the baby, and the Izzy baby. just kind of smiles really sadly. Yeah, at her. And then um, there's a big cheers at the bar. Yeah, O'Malley! To Dr. O'Malley! The nurses yeah, are all cheers. Um, all the nurses are out at the tables, and George is just eating up all the attention he's getting. <laughs> uh, Christina is, and the other uh, others are at the bar, and yep. she is complaining about Sydney. Because Sydney called her unkind and lacking in compassion in front of her boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, come on. Come on. And Meredith is complaining that she has to kill Grace tomorrow. <laughs> she <laughs> to, to kill, kill somebody location. tomorrow. And Izzy kind of gets cued, like, okay, now's your turn to, like, air your grievances. Yeah, Izzy's just zoning out, and they throw peanuts at her, and Joe tells her that this is the part where you can say what's wrong this with you. This is your turn. Because he's a part of this also. <laughs> yes, totally. And she leaves. Yeah, she says, I, I forgot something. And I, I, packs up and leaves. Um, yeah. And Christina kind of leans over and says, I'm more compassionate than you, Alex. Because yes! Alex is there getting a beer from yes. the bar. And he says, shut your pie hole. And George orders another round. And, and Alex orders Nurse O'Malley another drink. Yeah, another drink on me for Nurse O'Malley. And George is clearly <laughs> What'd drunk. What'd you say? Yeah, and, he, well, I said high on praise. Also I don't that. think he would even need any alcohol, alcohol. at this point. Yeah. He's just, he's been he's told he's so great all day. Head. Yeah. He's feeling pretty high and mighty. And he's like, oh, hey, he just called me a nurse. Is that the worst you can come up with? And we hear someone else say, oh, at least we aren't butchers. Yeah, the all he kind of yelled back for all the nurses to hear, like right. this guy over See, here. He used nurse as an insult, which Alex has done before, and so has Christina. Oh yeah. Um, and then somebody walks by and pours a drink in Christina's lap. Yeah. Oops. Oops. Uh, <laughs> Christina calls her a soccer mom. Yeah. Bring it on, mama. Yeah. And Joe breaks it up. Uh. 
It's like, no, you know, there'll be nobody yeah. left to fix you. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. He steps in and Meredith kind of grabs Christina and it's like, okay, time to go. We were just leaving. And uh, then George is George like. George from the back of the pack is like, oh, no. Oh, sorry, shoot. Uh, that's my ride. I have to go. They're my ride. And then we find Izzy. She's back at the hospital and she is checking in on Cheyenne. Yep. She walks into Cheyenne's room. Cheyenne is still awake. Yeah, Izzy's a little surprised and. Because the baby's moving around a lot now, I guess. Um, But also, Cheyenne's got a lot on her mind. So that's probably keeping her awake as well. And Cheyenne says something about, oh, you know, Izzy's working really long hours. But, I mean, Izzy's in her street clothes. Yeah. And she says, yeah, I do, but I'm off work now. I just came to talk to you. And she kind of stands there and takes a breath. Yes. I grew up in Chehalis, too. Yep, Forest um, Park, the the trailer park behind the church. Yeah, Cheyenne knows where that is. She has a friend who lives there, and Izzy says, yeah, my mom still lives there. Yeah, so her mom is probably still in her childhood home, if we had to guess. Like, yep. And um, Izzy asks... Yeah, we get the idea that people don't really leave Chehalis. Right, That's yeah. That's not... You just... You're kind of there. Right. Um, Izzy asks if she can keep a secret... And she pulls out a photo of a little girl and says, this is my daughter. And then we have a commercial break. Yeah, I know. It's like, like a very dramatic commercial so break. dramatic. What? It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we pick right back up. In the picture, she's six, but she's 11 now. Yes. This um, is the last photo Izzy has of her. Yeah. She lived in Santa Barbara, and then they moved somewhere, and she doesn't know but she knows that her name is Hannah and that she collects pigs. She yeah, loves pigs. She loves pigs. And then Izzy kind of says, oh, probably because her mom read her Charlotte's Web. And, and Cheyenne says, oh, I thought you were her mom. And Izzy is in tears. And she says, I'm her mother, but I'm not her mom. Yeah. And she kind of leans in where we come from. Um, this kind of thing doesn't really get talked about. But I wanted to tell you that there's more than one way to be a good mother. And I wanted better for her than I could do at 16. And Cheyenne said, you know, I love my baby. And... Of course you do. Right? Yeah. like, yes, yes. Like, I'm yeah. not saying you don't. Like, but... And Cheyenne starts crying. Oh. Yeah. And he's just telling her that when you work 12-hour shifts at the diner, like our moms... Right. Yep. Right. Um, so her mother also, like, this is a very familiar story for her because she also was that baby for her mom. Right. So, yeah. Um, you know, you won't won't be coming home and reading her Shakespeare. Right. You will be too tired. Like, you won't be able to do it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's this moment about Izzy. We had no idea that she had a kid. She had, we had no idea she's a mother. Um, but it's yeah, an interesting it's a, time to share that about her, mm-hmm. I think, in the series. Well, yeah. It's one of those things that she buried down about yeah. herself. Um, but then she sees this girl who's just like her from yeah. Chehalis and is like, okay, like, I maybe need to tell her that this is an option because this doesn't get talked about where we're yeah. from. She's been through this and she has experienced it. And she's lived through it. Mm-hmm. Now she can share that 
knowledge with this younger generation. Right. And she doesn't at all tell Cheyenne what to do. She's just saying, like... No, she's just sharing her story. This is my story. This is what I wanted to do. And it, I do like the piece of Cheyenne saying, like, I love my baby. Because mm-hmm. that's maybe what she's taking it as. And, and Izzy's like, oh, no, of course you do. Like, I'm not at all doubting you on that. Yeah, like, yeah. And I think it's sweet. She has this picture of Hannah. And yeah. Like, yeah, it's really special. So it's sad that she doesn't know where she went. Well, yeah, that that's hard. We do see Hannah later, though. Yes. Um, but anyway. Anyway. Spoilers. Um, so then we see Christina. She's coming back to Burke's apartment, apartment number eight. Yep. Christina gets home. She's home. She's ready to relax. And Burke has his trumpet out that he was just playing. <laughs> she says, oh, uh, you know, I can hear you from six blocks away. And yeah. he kind of s- says, oh, sorry. She's like, oh, no, don't apologize. I was just concerned about how the neighbors would feel. Which is not a thing someone lacking in compassion would be concerned with. Yeah. <laughs> She's definitely still on that. She gets a beer from the fridge. Um, but it's just, it's kind of a funny view. Like, it's a funny thing that he was just... Playing his trumpet sadly in the dark. Totally. Like he was just <laughs> depressed <laughs> trumpet playing yeah. loudly in the dark. Yeah. So she gets a beer. She goes in the bedroom. She's maybe going to change into her PJs or whatever. And Burke asks, oh, how's your patient's leg? And uh, Christina says, oh, carved all to hell, but still on her body. And then there's a pause. Like yep. what they would normally do. Like maybe Burke rising to go to the bedroom or something. They're, it just Their normal is interrupted. Yeah, she asks, she can tell that something is off. Yeah. Um, And she asks him what's wrong. And he says that he's never questioned another surgeon in their OR. Mm-hmm. Never has he done that. Um, And he didn't understand what the problem was between an intern dating and tending before now. Right. Which is like a Un- heavy thing to drop on Christina. Until now. Yeah. Like, it, he is saying, it's your fault that I crossed a professional mm-hmm. line. He's telling Christina, because of your intern status, that is the whole issue with our statuses being dating. <laughs> is that I that. did something yeah. I have never done before in my career. It's totally out of line. And it's your <laughs> fault for being an intern. I dating never and understood attending. what the problem was with us of different ranks. I never the... thought that there would be an issue with different ranks dating. You're dating my employee. What's and the problem with that? Until I did something that was be something I would never do, and that's your fault. <laughs> God damn it, Burke. Burke. But I mean it really hurts. Christina. Yeah, like, she doesn't know fuck? what to say about it. She's yeah. just kind of like, okay, well. Okay. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Walks back into the bedroom. Um she has nothing to say to it. And right. it's just yeah, it's crappy of him. She's so shitty. Ugh. Um, we have the nurses picketing outside the next morning, and yep. George um is in the hospital. Um, he's got more more patient facts to yes. he's telling Meredith and she's writing them down and she's got like all the charts yep. so she knows. Yep. And Burke kind of walks by on the fly, says, Oh, I need sutures, and George responds, Can't help you. And Burke kind of does a double take. What? <laughs> and George stops too and turns and responds by chanting Fair hours, fair wages. No offense. <laughs> and he kind of stops. Oh, no offense, and Burke says, None taken. 
Which was... He's still his guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, <laughs> Izzy kind of laughs, you know, asks how it's going. Yeah, she asks how the strike is going, and he just launches into this, <laughs> um, do you know how many surgeons don't say thank you to the nurses? Uh, <laughs> how many doctors don't know their names? Yeah, he he's really been listening to what the nurses have to say. Yeah, yeah. And, and then he kind of stops and, oh, I shouldn't even be seen with you, and kind of is looking around as I if shouldn't be hidden cameras. Talking to you, you know, <laughs> trying to be in solidarity with the people he's striking with. Yeah. And, um, he kind of walks a little bit away, but not totally away. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> a woman comes up to the desk, and she's asking for Richard Weber. Yeah, Meredith is kind of looking through the charts, and then she get she gets, yeah, she gets asked that, what am I trying to say? Um, someone <laughs> approaches her and says, oh, I'm looking for Richard Weber, mm-hmm. and um, Meredith directs uh, this woman. Uh, it's Alice Bickham. Yeah. We find out that it's Alice Bickham, and that... Catches Mare's attention, and she looks up, yeah. and she says, oh, uh, come with me, please. Yeah, it's and Alice so, and her partner, possibly yep. wife, I guess we're not really sure, but they're together. I think they called her her girlfriend earlier. I think that's what the okay. what gotcha. the Golden Girls said. Oh, that's I right. I believe they yeah. used the term girlfriend. Well. Because they said girlfriend, and then they were like, because they're lesbians. Because they're lesbians. Just, <laughs> But that's okay, right? It's yeah. like, yes, honey, that's fine. <laughs> Um, and then Izzy, who's still at the desk, is approached by Cheyenne's angry mother. Yes. Uh-oh. She's she's not, like, full-on yelling at no, Izzy, but she's, no. she's not happy about this. No. <laughs> and, um, and Izzy pulls her aside, because George is still standing right there, and she's kind of like, okay, well. Yeah, she kind of, like, nervously directs her away from the desk, because Cheyenne's mom says, you said you would look after her. Yeah. And, yeah, Izzy's kind of like... Making sure George didn't hear. Um, so, Ms. Woods is mad, but she's not, like, exploding at Izzy. Yeah. And it and it seems like Cheyenne has really kept the secret. Like, she hasn't mm-hmm. shared why. Exactly. Izzy has, why Izzy said what she did, but. Yeah. Um, and Mrs. Woods is saying, you know, she's a kid, you know. How do you tell a scared kid to give her baby away? And Izzy says, I didn't tell, I didn't advise, I didn't pressure, I just talked. Yes, she just talked to her, and then the mom says, you're not her mother, you crossed the line. Yep. Da, da, da. Um, and Izzy apologizes, but Ms. Woods lays in more. She says, you're not sorry, you're superior. Yeah. You, you get to judge us, you think you get to tell us how to live our life. And Izzy even comes back more which like and a lot of times i think she'd be like you're right i'm sorry but she bounces back even no, harder izzy feels this kinship she's yes. like no i know exactly where you're coming from like i literally I know i'm you. from that neighborhood yeah. like yeah like no she and she's not gonna give away her secret right and she realizes in this moment that cheyenne definitely didn't give away her secret yeah and she says okay well even if i am judging and superior and think that I can tell you what's best, isn't it possible that I'm also right? Right. She says, you know, Cheyenne is smart. She could have more than just a trailer park, a truck stop diner job. Like, yeah. And I think, you know, that idea of, like, you could have more can be pretty damaging. Like, it, I think it's hard to say, like, well, why isn't this enough for you? But I think her mom knows. Like, Yeah. No. I, 
Otherwise, she would be pushing a lot more. She would be a lot more upset, you know? Yeah, totally. Just maybe can you see that I'm possibly also right? Yeah. And Izzy walks away to give Miss Woods a chance to think about that. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah. I really like Izzy in this episode. I do, I feel like this this more subtle Izzy, mm-hmm. like she's not completely freaking out and not really being able oh, to register. Oh, guess you didn't read the fine print on those fertility pills. Yeah. Like she's not able to up. register like, her feelings in other episodes. In this, it's like no, she knows very clearly. She's had many years to think about this. Right. She's not like, oh, you're gonna cut off your breasts, but you're so pretty. Yeah. <laughs> I like my boobies. My boobs are great. Um. So yeah, she she speaks with a lot more. Um, I think poise and wisdom here for sure. Yeah, she yeah. She has had more time to think about it. Yeah, and she really, truly does believe that what she did was right, right. and what her choice was. And she has seen the fallout from that and what that mean right. meant for her, right? And what this could mean for Cheyenne. Yeah, totally. Um, so then we have Sydney and Alex there in Claire's room. She's uh, after surgery, so. Sydney yep. tells her she thinks they got almost all of the necrotic tissue. Yep, they've got almost all of it. She's very upbeat about all of this. Yes. And a of couple course, times it's Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> a couple times in the hyperbaric chamber and you'll be out of the woods. And um, Claire's very excited and happy about that. Like, thank you for saving my leg. And the camera pans to Christina. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and uh, Sydney tells her that Dr. Karev will now explain the hyperbaric chamber and yep. Alex starts talking about it and <laughs> Sydney walks out and walks past Christina and very gloatingly. Yeah. I'll take that apology anytime. Dude. Yeah. But do you know what? Yeah. Cause that's yeah. her boss right yeah. now. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. Like Christina did step over the line. Of course. She, Went yes. way out of her place. She went over her direct boss's head. And, yeah. like, to have somebody poking on her OR, you know? like Yeah. And it, it did work out for what Sydney's plan of action was. Yep. It might not have, you know? Like, it, it was really up in the air. Well, and Sydney said, you know, we're going to try this. And if we have to cut off the leg, then we will. Like, yeah. But I want to try this. Been, it would have been helpful if she had said that to them earlier than that and not just after right. Burke had pushed in. Right. You know, if she had been very clear with Christina, like, okay, we're going to try this first, but if, like, we do have this as a backup plan, I'm not just going to leave her with this. And let her die. <laughs> yeah. Right, totally. Uh, so, yeah, I'll take that apology anytime as, as she, like, saunters out yeah. of the room. <sighs> um, so then we have uh, Alice, Mick- Mrs. Bickham's daughter, kind of signs a piece of paper. Yep, we're in Grace's room. Meredith explains the process of what she's going to do. She's going to take out the intubation tube. She's going to turn off everything. Give her a sedative. Yeah, so we have Meredith, Chief, Alice and her girlfriend, and then the three friends around Grace's bed. And Alice's girlfriend asks, are you ready? And Alice says, yes. And then... Yep. Meredith starts to move on something, and then Alice says, wait. And then... Yep, she leans in, and she kisses her mom goodbye. Yeah. And Meredith is just watching this, like, 
She says, goodbye, mommy. Even though she's, like, a full-on grown-up, like... So this is really... Meredith is really thinking about her mom in these moments. And then Um, Alice kind of defers to the friends, and they're like, nope, we've already already said our goodbyes. We just want to be present for Grace crossing over. Yeah. Which I think is such an interesting sentiment. I feel like my grandma is really good at, like, sitting with people while they're in the hospital, just, like, that gift of presence. Sure. And that's what the friends are doing, is, like, we just want to be here. They don't want her to be alone. And Meredith is teary. Yeah, she's tearing up a little bit, having a little bit of trouble as she's going through stuff. And the chief says to her that he can do it. Um, But she says, no, I did it, so I'll take care of it. Yeah, I did it, so I should undo it. Yeah. And then Meredith uh, tells Alice's partner, her her girlfriend, you know, it it can take a while. Yeah. Um, It's not immediate. After, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, God, that scene is sad. I mean, it yeah. gets sadder. Don't worry. It gets <laughs> Don't sadder. Don't worry, friends, if you're not sad enough. Uh, we see Christina going into a room where Burke is, like, working on paperwork or something. Yeah, she comes into this supply closet or whatever to beef. Yeah, she's kind of fuming. Not fart. Because beef, like, to beef can oh. mean to fart. Does it? Yeah. Oh, I meant to, like have beef or something yeah, with someone. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, from, like, movies. It's not a thing that Are you that sure I... you're not thinking of the word queef? No, definitely <laughs> not that. That's a different body part That's altogether. That's a different air expulsion. Yeah. That's different. Uh, Christina is coming to vent. Uh, yes. She... she wants to vent her boyfriend. Um, She's like, oh, she wants me to apologize. Eh. Burke confirms, well, you did cross a line. And then he says, you made me cross a line. And Christina goes, oh, like, I can make you do anything. Yeah. She's really, it. she's really close to being able to verbalize what he's wrong about. But she's not quite getting there in a right. way that he's going to listen to it. Right. It's, it's really frustrating. <laughs> and then Burke finally takes some responsibility and says... It's not your fault. It's mine. I am your teacher. Okay. it. He's kind of taking responsibility, but it's more like he's posturing himself as like, oh, well, I was the I teacher, the so teacher. I, I should have known better. That, and know. then he says, but you came to me as your boyfriend, and I responded that way. So that piece is all true. Yes. No matter how he comes at it, that piece yeah. is all true. That's true. It's not your fault, it's mine, I'm your teacher, but you came to me as your boyfriend and I responded that way. So he is taking a little bit of ownership. Yeah. And then, I like this moment, Christina just says, I'm not used to being wrong. Yeah, I like that too. It's true! Because it's her finally kind of letting go, like letting down that she was just complaining, but this is like the real talk, kind of like before when she was just complaining, mm-hmm. and then the I think she's killing our patient yes. was like the real, yes. like this is, no, I'm the formulating my is, ideas. Right, yeah. <laughs> I've got all these things going on, but then, no, this is what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And yeah. Um, he's, you know, Burke's talking about, like, I know you're an intern, Uh but second-guessing a resident is not your job. Right. So yeah. he's kind of saying, like, yeah, of course, you can be wrong occasionally. You're an intern. But, like, Christina holds herself to a higher standard yeah. than that. So she's kind of surprised. And even if she's not wrong necessarily, it's still not her place right. to be the one to say that. Right. You know? Yeah. 
Um, to a certain degree. So we are outside Grace Bickham's room, and Meredith asks the chief how long it's been. Um, more than two hours. Two hours and 17 minutes is what he says. Um, and she finally tells him, I saw you there at the nursing home. And now he's honest. Yeah, he says, oh, <laughs> they say you go there two to three times a week. Whenever I can, he says. Yeah, so he really lays it out there. He says, yeah, yeah I go whenever I can. And um, Why do you keep it a secret? Yeah, he doesn't really that, know. Because that's the part that really is getting her. Like, they're, right, why, why would is you, it a secret? Why would you keep this a secret? Yeah. And he's, yeah, he doesn't know. And and he offers to stop going if yeah, that's what he Meredith asks wants. her if she wants that. Which isn't answering her question. No. But it's considerate. Say, like, mm-hmm. well, I'll stop if you want me to. Yeah. And um, she pauses and then says, oh, I'm going to go check on Grace. Because she yeah. doesn't want to answer. She kind of want to bail. You know, she wants to bail. Yeah. And then she's like, uh. And then she pauses again. She says, do you think she's lonely, my mother? And he says, yeah, I do. Which Ugh. is just like, oh, ow. Ow, our heart. And this is... This is what she's been thinking this whole time when she's been getting teary with yes. Grace. Because when she found Grace, Grace was alone. No one was there. No one was there. Not she even was nurses. calling out and no one was answering. She didn't know who this person so was she was looking for. panicky feeling. <gasps> and then you find out that, oh, she has these wonderful friends. Yes. They, they have been there with her. Yes. Like, through all of this. They've probably been there every day. Yeah. <laughs> they just weren't there right then. They just like... didn't happen to be there at that moment. Yeah. Um... And they were all there for her as she's dying and her daughter and her daughter's girlfriend. And she has this whole community. But her mother does not have this. No, her her mother mother is isolated. Her mother has her, but it has been... And weirdly, Richard, we've just found out. Or Meredith just found out. But... She's, she's not sure how that she Ellis feels is about lonely. That. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, it's not like Ellis was some amazing mother, but no. like she still and, doesn't want her to be lonely. And she wasn't someone who had a lot of friends. Right. right. She didn't really have friends. So Right. Um, and we're still, you know, at Grace's bedside waiting for yep. her to die. Everyone is kind of standing around Grace. And we see that briefly. We see Cheyenne's C-section happening, yeah. and we see that they are cutting the cord. Yes. So it's like, oh, it worked. Like they did the it. Neck tumor. The is baby all cries. Out. Yeah, the baby cries. Um, we see the baby that is definitely not a newborn nope. baby. Nope, that is nope, a nope, nope. plump, chunky, mm-hmm. you know, few week old baby. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Izzy carries the baby to the incubator. Yeah, she. Yeah, there's a lot of meaning in all of that um we see grace again and her daughter is stroking her cheek yeah they're kind of like watching softly touching her face and her hands yeah and there's kind of as meredith is watching all this and obviously thinking about her mother yeah um grace kind of lets out this sigh and it's it's like oh she's death rattle yeah like yeah it's like a groan yeah, and Meredith she's gone. watches her die and has to call the time of death. Yeah. She flips off the monitor, calls the time of death. Um, and then Meredith leaves the room, like, sobbing and heaving. Yeah, we see her that she held it together enough to get out of the room and not very far 
from there and we see Derek sort of distantly behind yes. her in the hallway and we and she's hyperventilating at this point she's starting to she can't quite yeah. get control of herself and so she runs into a closet a supply closet and Derek sees her and watches her go into the supply closet and she's yeah she's like panting freaking out hyperventilating yep, we see her in the closet she's hy- hyperventilating um Derek goes in and he sits down next to her and he he's looks not at her really... with some pity too like oh yeah like god well sympathy i don't know he's, no, no, no. It's a he's little... looking at her and he gets down on and her he hurts level for her yeah and cuz she's sitting on the floor and she keeps repeating yeah. i can't i don't she can't quite speak she can't calm down um and she finally gets out that she doesn't want her mother to die alone yeah and um, derek seems hurt and sad with her and yeah, tries to get her to slow her breathing. Yeah, he's telling her to slow down, take deep breaths. He finds a bag, like a yep. paper bag for her to, like, breathe in, too. Yeah. It's like an air sickness bag. Yeah, and it, this whole time he's not, he maybe had, like, a hand on her knee or something but that we didn't it. see, but there was there was some space between them. He wasn't trying to cross the line into, like, oh, I'm gonna hug you to make you feel better. Right. Because that's not what she needed. Right. That's That would not have helped. Nope. Um, and then she grabs his hand and yeah, she leans down onto his shoulder as she's breathing in this bag. Yeah. And he kind of leans his head down on top of her almost like, oh, I don't want to, but I really want to. But I really like, want to. Like he was trying to keep himself from all of that. And she says, I'm okay. Yeah. And he she finally, confirms, you're okay. Like, yeah. She finally kind of sat up and he kind of pulled his head back like, oh. Oh, shit, yeah. yeah. And she thanks him, and he says, you're welcome. And he's just looking at her and staring at her, and then he looks at her lips. There's a moment... Staring at her lips. When someone could have leaned in. Oh, yeah. I said should have leaned in, really. Yeah. Like, that's the, mo- that's the time where it would have happened. If it had happened, that was the time. Because he was looking at her lips. Presumably, she was doing the same. Yeah. there's. It's a long moment. It's a long moment of us really seeing how Derek is so conflicted. Yes. And the pain that he is feeling and not being able to express right. to anyone right. is like, oh. And then oof. Meredith gets up and leaves. Yeah. She breaks his stare and she walks out. And there's this beautiful song the song in the background of that yeah. scene which i looked up because i was like okay i know that song yeah but i think it might just be from this yeah but it's called scratch by kendall Payne. oh nice and it is just the most beautiful it's the perfect music yeah. for the background of this grace does that really well yeah. don't they yeah yeah i said good girl she like gets up and yeah well leaves and, and she's been really good about all of it she's been really good about keeping uh-huh Keeping the distance, yeah. keeping away from the line. She's drawn her line, you yes. know. She's doing a good job of it. Yes. He's the one who's had more trouble. Yes. And really, she's only, like, leaned in just now because she was panicking. And he is a comfort. He is yeah. somebody that knows her. She felt like she knew him, yeah. but he was lying. Yeah. And so it's like, there is some, like, Oh, yeah, we remember how to do this. And then it was like, okay, yeah. I'm and good. Anytime they're together, they fall right back into this perfect harmony. It's like when they were talking about the holidays. Like, they both saw each other. They're like, yep, yeah. I know, holidays. Yeah, they can yeah. read each other really well. Yeah. Um. So then we have... Izzy's with Cheyenne. Izzy and, and she's the baby. touching Cheyenne's little baby in the incubator. And 
Cheyenne is asking Izzy, you know, if she ever wishes she hadn't done it, as in given her kid up for adoption. And she says, no, I really don't. Yeah, no, she's very sure about that fact. Yeah. Um, And Izzy tells Cheyenne, you know, you can name her for yourself. Yeah. Because, well, yeah, Cheyenne wants to know, like, <coughs> can I do that? And Izzy's like, sure, like, for yeah. yourself, did yeah. You, did you name yours? Um, And... Izzy kind of pauses for a minute, like she isn't going to tell her. Yes. Because she probably hasn't said this name to anyone else. Probably not. And she tells her that it's, she called her Sarah. Yeah, she called her Which is also a biblical name. I thought that was interesting. Totally. You got Hannah and Sarah. Yeah. And it really pains her to share that. And she needs a moment. Yeah. Cheyenne says it's a pretty name. Yeah. Yeah. You think about like, yeah, who would she ever have said that to? Like maybe... Her mom. But I don't think so. I don't think she did. I don't think she ever told I think that's the only person. That's why she shared with Cheyenne, like, hey, you can do it for yourself. Like, you know, she doesn't keep that name when somebody adopts her necessarily. But, like, yeah. Um, So then we have Meredith. After her freak out, she's She's calmed down quite a bit. Yeah. She's approaching the chief and tells him, you should keep visiting her. She lights up when you're around. Yeah. She's alive. Yeah. She wants her mom Aww. to be happy and not be alone and lonely. Yeah. Which and is she like, can't always be there. She can't be the only one. No, not at all. And I would guess that the chief has a little bit more flexibility with his schedule. And Oh, yeah. <laughs> clearly, as we know, Adele <coughs> is mad that he's not home very much. You know, oh, tell her I'm in a surgery. You know, whatever. We've yeah, heard of a lot yeah. of times where he's like pawning stuff off, pretending like he can't get home when he totally could. Yeah. But then if he's going there two or three times a week, it's like, what else is he lying about (sighs) with Adele that he's spending time with Ellis and not telling her? Because he didn't tell Meredith. Like, he, it's a secret, you know? Um, It's a secret from long ago that he has not ever felt like he could share. And now... It's not really the same thing. <laughs> but it is kind of. You know? Right. But it's still lingering. But, yeah, Meredith just wants her mom to be happy. And, yeah. Be, you know, she lights up when you're around. She's alive. I think that's that's really meaningful for somebody that is in memory care. Like, yeah. anything to bring them some joy. Like, I remember yes, my grandfather yeah. would light up when we would talk about. He had, like, this, um, like, helicopter photograph of their farm that the farm he grew up on mm-hmm. and i would like sometimes point it out i mean it was in his house all the time but yeah i'd be like oh like tell me about that and he would go on and on and like talk about it he would get yeah. so animated he would light up and it's like anything to get them back to feeling themselves and some joy yeah and not just being sad and being like i'm gonna die like i don't know what's going on like yeah 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 where and, am i who am i right. what am Richard i doing does that for ellis so yeah um, then we have Christina and Burke, and they're approaching Sydney and Alex. Yep. Uh, they are going to apologize. And yes. Christina is like, oh, she's with Alex. I, I can't. I, I can't do it. And Burke <coughs> says, you can and you will. And Christina wants him to apologize. Why are you apologizing? Uh, I, uh, I don't apologize uh, to residents. I'm an attending. I'm an attending. I don't do that. Uh-huh. Sure. Burke. Okay, Burke. Yeah, just hide behind your title. Or he never thinks he's wrong. So. He never thinks he's wrong. So Sydney is kind of surprised to see Christina. And Christina starts 
Sydney, I just wanted to, uh, and then we see Alex, like, go on. Like, yeah. he's kind of, like. Christina's hair looks really good in this scene. Yeah, it's really she, good. It's, like, in a braid, but her kind of wild curls are on her face, like, windblown. God, she has the best hair. Beautiful. Um, and, yeah, Alex is, like, pretending, like, he needs to lean in to hear better. <laughs> uh, apologies for overstepping. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, she totally, like, does the whole thing. The important words under her breath. Yeah. The words apologize, overstepping, and sorry. Yeah. <laughs> are all under her breath. And Sydney laughs and is glad to see the compassion. And she accepts the apology. Yeah. She wants to hug it out. And that's too far. Alice <laughs> nods in urging, like, uh-huh. And Burke, like, raises an eyebrow, like, uh-oh, is she, is she really going to do that? <laughs> yeah. And Christina just walks away. Yeah, no. That was a very big move for her, so yeah. that was enough. Yeah, she swallowed her pride enough to say it in front of Alex. That's <laughs> that was a big step. Pretty good. Um, so Chief and Patricia. Finally, Richard is talking to Patricia. My yep, they're God. talking about how they're going to end this. The strike um, is being televised in oh, the background. Okay, where can we find the money for more nurses? Patricia, in her second outfit of the episode, yes. is in this, like, tie-dye gray patterned blouse that has, like, like the patterns drawn in with bleach or something. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Like, that sort of, that sort of design. Um, and, like, a black vest. I think it's velvet. And, Ooh. like, a purpley uh, patterned scarf and dangly turquoise earrings. And her hair is, like, half down instead of all up. And yes. Just so good. So um, great. Yeah, the the strike is being televised, and Richard says, "We need them, Patricia." <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> uh, dumbass. Duh. Yeah, <laughs> took but he's you long like, enough. Where am I going to find the spare change? And like, where are we going to find the money for this? And she says that I seem to remember pushing through paperwork for a multi million dollar surgery robot. And he's like, well, we're, we're on the waiting list. You know, it'll be two years. It'll bring in big business. Yeah, that'll bring in big business. And can you and the robot handle that business without nurses? And Which Patricia walks up. True. <laughs> Mic drop. Hell yeah, girl. She's right. You don't fucking need that yeah. if you don't have nurses to run the fucking show. Like, she really should be running everything because she knows the business uh, and, like, she knows the nurses. She knows the surgeons. She probably she doesn't want to deal with doctors. She runs everything. I just, you know, if I was Patricia, I'd be like, I don't want to fucking deal with all those heads of surgery. Right. Or, you know what I mean? Like, the other doctors who are like, blah, 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 I need a new contract. Like. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I like No, her. but she she deals with them well. And she's yes. better at, like, the administrative stuff. And like yes. she said, she didn't want to be a nurse because the doctors were so horrible to the nurses. Yeah, for and- real. Yeah. Um, so the strike is over and, and the chief goes out and shakes some hands specifically of, of Debbie, Olivia, and Tyler. Yeah. So, I thought that was nice. It's a nice moment. Um, yeah. The, the voiceover is talking about how we can't help ourselves. We see a line and we want to cross it. Yeah. And then we see Addison and Derek in the bed in his trailer snuggling. And the voiceover for that scene says, once you've crossed, it's almost impossible to go back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're... Doc is at the foot Addison of the bed. Addison is snuggling. <laughs> yeah, no! And Derek looks like he's somewhere else. He looks... He almost looks pained. Yeah. Like, he's... 
because he's trying so hard to be that person. Yes. When he is so much not. Like, yeah. he he's somewhere else. He yes. belongs to someone else. Oh, my God. It's so sad. It's so sad. But, and, yeah, there's Doc. <laughs> Yay. George is sitting in his bed at home playing a little, like, handheld video game. He's got his Game Boy in his bed. And then Izzy comes in and she climbs in. And he asks if she's okay. And she says she is. She says, yeah, I am. The kind of, like confident in that like yeah 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 I am. I am yeah and then meredith comes in also lays down and george asks if she's okay and she says yeah it's far less convincing it's not as convincing <laughs> he asks what happened today because he wasn't there they both say nothing yeah nothing and then izzy says we don't know everything about each other george yeah. Which is, like, true, he, but a kind of a weird timing. I don't know. It's a little weird. Yeah. He says true, and he resigns to that. Like, okay. And then there's a voiceover, you know, if you make it back across the line, there's safety in numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and then it goes black, and then we hear George say, anybody want to have sex? And they laugh, and, oh, George. George. Which is, you know, Okay. Okay. Um, That's the end of the episode. It would be a funny joke if we didn't know that George has lots of feelings for Meredith. Right. And it would also be a funny joke if we didn't know what was going to happen at the beginning, (laughs) what he would be dreaming about at the beginning of the next episode. Right. Which is a very infamous scene. Right. (laughs) And, like, I don't know. Yeah. Clearly they're, like not well and this is a very like comforting friendship moment yep safety numbers they're kind of each other's family and so it feels sort of like sacrilege to like even joke about sex like yeah come on dude they're like hurting you know it's (laughs) weird and bad it's just a weird and bad way to end it is and you know both of them end up having sex with him at some point yeah. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> it's weird and bad. And also... It's weird and bad. It's not that, like, polyamory is bad. It just is, like, the way he broaches the subject. No, yeah, like, like, oh, I've got two women in bed, so let's... That's what's sex? on my mind. Yeah. Not, oh, there's something going on with both of them and I that I don't know about. I'm concerned yeah. about them. Yeah. Oh, George. Cool. <sighs> Thanks, dude. So that's the episode, man. That was the episode. That's 2.15. The episode before all the craziness. Holy shit! Some of the biggest <coughs> points of all time, yeah. you know? So I'm wondering, I've got to think about how we want to release those next ones, because maybe we want to record them all at once and then, like, split it like they did. I'm not sure. Well, yeah. I mean, we could do two and then release them at the same time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You could do it that way. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, they're both here, but it's not gonna be like one ridiculous long huge episode. movie length. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Um because it will all flow together. That's right, because it's the T B C. Yes. Um so good. We in real time are getting pretty close to Thanksgiving. We're like yeah. two weeks out. Um, anything you're thankful for? Oh, sure. I have a house. Yeah. I have a cat. A cat! 
kitty this week. Yay! He's real sweet. My Aww. mom's friend was having to get rid of him. I don't really know why. I think they might have another cat, and it was like not. Well, apparently he they had given him away to like her niece, and then he had run away Aww. for two months. Oh my god, honey! And then managed to come back. Okay, but they weren't gonna keep him. So all right. <laughs> so they wanted to get rid of him, and he's older. He's ten years old. <gasps> oh, he's ten. Uh, he's very. I didn't know that he was senior. Yeah, he's god, old. I love senior pets. They're the best. But he's very active and curious and he doesn't oh. seem really senior yeah you know yeah he doesn't really act it oh. um well i feel like some cats live to like 16 yeah like yeah 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 i'm trying not to think too much about how old he is and how little time i uh-huh uh-huh yeah he's so sweet yeah i get that but yeah He's not the most social. He's not a huge fan of the kids. Sure. <laughs> sure. They, they scare him a little bit. But yeah, I get that. Yeah. Um, and, he, and he's only really cuddly when he wants food. Sure. Or in the middle of the night. Yeah. When we're sleeping, he likes to jump up on me. He's like, you're so warm. Yeah. Yeah, other than that, I'm just super busy getting stuff done for a craft show. Yeah, so. dude. Just like, ugh. Early like, December, right? Yep, December 1st. Yeah. And then I have I decided to be like, yeah, I'll be in your store to two different stores. <laughs> and <laughs> cool. You know? Yeah. That's my life. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. always saying yes to things when I don't necessarily have time to do things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's yeah. okay. By the time you're listening to this, it'll all be over and fine, right? That's right. Probably. Or the world will end, but... It's the end of the world. As, As we, we know, know it. it. It's the two next episode names. God, it's so good. <laughs> so good. We didn't even yeah. mean to do that. Um, I think... How about you? What What are you thankful for? I am thankful for mm. personal growth and nice. therapy. Woohoo! Yeah, this week was a nice... Part of my session was used to, I decided to, like, kind of look back at where I've been. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been with this therapist for a little over a year. And just thinking about, like, where I was and how far I've come into um, me. And yeah. just, like, being okay with me. And letting some really old shame roll off and say, you know what? I'm not going to do that anymore. Like, and it's, you know, it's a lot more hard work than that, but like, yeah, yeah. um, if it had been that easy, I might've done it a long time ago, but, um, <laughs> it just was really nice to look back and be like, wow, it's so nice to not be in crisis right now Yeah, and to be well and to be like happy with my life and like yeah. content and satisfied. Um, it feels really good to not be like, Oh my god, I'm dying. Like <laughs> So yeah, um I'm thankful for therapy and for nice. growth and yeah, this moment of clarity and totally calmness. Yeah. Yeah, it feels yeah. really good. So good. Um yeah. That's been nice. It's Yay. been nice to just kind of sit in that and feel like Cool. I'm like happy with where I'm at and don't feel like 
I have to do better, be better, climb higher. Like, <laughs> that's been a feeling that I've almost sure. always had. Yeah. And so to not be playing into that right now is pretty cool. So Nice. Yeah, it's been really good. What? You an achiever? A high what? achiever? What? I don't know Is that. it your mama? Oh, my God. She's talking to Jada. <laughs> yeah. Run. No, I'm talking Fast to your child that no one knew about. <laughs> <laughs> Her name is Hannah. <laughs> well, um, Sarah. Jada, what are you thankful for? Treats, probably? Treats. When mom and dad leave the pizza on the counter and they oh don't my... see me when I leap up there. And God! She is so yeah. naughty about getting on counters. We push yeah. everything back, but like... Midnight, though, is also very naughty about being on counters and tables <laughs> and things. <laughs> But he's so cute. He's so cute. And I'm kind of like, I don't really know if you'd even listen to me if I tried, like, to you know, like, you spritzing no. him or something. He'd just be he like, does, if I, like, yell at him and say no and kind of stand up, like, yeah. then he gets down really fast. So yeah. I'm like, okay, you know. You yeah. know. You've been told. You know that's not it's okay. Just, he's an old cat, so it's not like I can break those yeah. things. You know what you they know? say. It's hard, hard to... <laughs> Teach an old cat new disciplinary habits. habits. <laughs> there was two different Rolls kids. Rolls right off the tongue. <laughs> totally. There was two different kids who were in today with a single mom. And one kid, like, wanted a coffee like she had. He was, like, three. So she got him, like, a milk. Yeah. And then he, like, screamed. And she's like, can I get a different cup? And we're like, sure. Like, you know, I figured, like, she wanted a to-go cup or whatever. And then she was like, I am so sorry. Could we get a different one? Like, he doesn't like this one. And then she held up the cup and was like, will this work? Is this one okay? Do you like this one? And I was like, dude. Like, it was bad. And then, like, <laughs> they left almost all their food. Aww. And she, like, bailed and was like, I have to get him a muffin before he explodes. And I was like, oh, honey. Like... No, you don't. You actually don't because you're in charge I of mean, him. She's just trying to get through her day, but I know, also it's I like, know. oh. Well, that's right. I'm yeah. Like, I mean, I definitely I, have I some sympathy. That way. And I'm like, oh, God. Well, then this other kid was like, just like letting out screams. And I was like, okay. Sure. I get that. And, you know, gosh, it just was like. Yeah. I was working with some folks that are like newly married and I was like. Oh, this is the the baby fever, huh? And they're like, no. Oh, no. It's not. <laughs> yeah. It just, it felt like a really, both were really bad situations. And both of them ended up sitting in the same place in the restaurant. I'm like. Oh, interesting. That's the naughty chair today. How weird. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty yeah, weird. Yeah, kids aren't always well behaved. No, they're not. Not in public. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Hello. Hello, my darling. If you stop petting Jada, she'll put her paw on you like, um, excuse me? I I need the pets. <laughs> I need the love. And it's not like she's not getting petted right now. Bethany is also petting her, but I stopped. Yeah. So then she had to... And she says, um, amour, hey, please? You're still getting pet. It's okay. Amour? That's what my niece uh, Peyton says. Amor. Uh, Amor. Oh. Well, hello. Amor. Uh, did we talk about trick-or-treating at all? I don't know. Did we? I can't remember. I don't remember either. Anyway, my niece Peyton was a pirate. Nice. Well, 
she was dressed as a princess. <laughs> and then she she put it on. Princess she's like, pirate. Pirate? Are? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, you can be a per- pirate. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my son was a carrot. And Aww. my daughter was Ann Wheeler from... The uh, greatest showman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Zendaya's character. And um, my other niece was Fancy Nancy. Yes. Which is a Disney character, apparently. Yeah, so. I don't I don't even know what that is, but it's a I TV believe show. it. She, she'll go like, that sounds exquisite. <laughs> That's fancy for great. She, like, does that sort of thing. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, you can email us if you want. We are at shadesofgrayspod at gmail. Um, and we literally only ever get emails from me sending images to myself so that we can post them on our Instagram. <laughs> and our Instagram is at shadesofgrayspod. Um, and you can see our humorous posts and screenshots and the things that we find amusing in the yeah. episodes <laughs> on there. Yeah. It's pretty fun. I like it over there. Yeah. Sometimes I post, like, about that on my personal one, too. But mm-hmm. it, it links over. So, yep. you know, Shades of Grace pod. That's basically where you can find us. Yes. Um. Anything else? I don't know. Okay. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Yeah. So get excited for a double-double coming yeah. up. The next couple episodes are going to be pretty intense. Dude. And then after that, they will get steamy. Mick steamy. Oh. Bye-bye. Trying to find that noise on here. It does not exist. Uh, so we have to do it with our mouths, which we've yeah. done wonderfully. Yes. Um, cool. It's, it's what they did back before they had computers. They made computers. <laughs> Such a jerk. <laughs> Okay, we had to go because Katie's being the worst. Just kidding. Okay, we'll see you next week. Bye.